This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 131, Omega Tex. And Diplomacy. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. <laughs> I'm still crying. It was the greatest thing that I was the best ending that I could have ever wished and hoped and oh dreamed for. And I'm so happy. It's been it's been two whole days of just weeping in my house. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I don't buy it. I don't believe it. What? Um, oh, you don't I, believe it. I don't believe it, but it was great and I have had uh, kind of an afterglow, which is like maybe a weird <laughs> term to use. I uh, have been experiencing that. I've been happy, uh, satisfied is a good word yeah. for how I felt since the finals At peace. Uh, finished. Yeah. Um, we'll go it watch was it. good. Yeah, we won't yeah. be spoiling anything here uh, except to say it was the greatest game of Twilight Imperium I've ever witnessed in any yeah. capacity. It, it was, was six of the world's best players. Yeah. World-class players. I'm not kidding. This isn't just us blowing up, like, you know, trying to hype our thing, which we, we are going to do. Like, it's the greatest game of Twilight Imperium I've ever seen. We've had people... I, I've seen this. I'm going to echo this comment. It's like one of the better sports moments I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't... I'm not going to do any fathomable version of... Uh, I can't wait till we can talk about this game some more. <laughs> yeah. the, the YouTube videos will be coming out like they should be out. So anybody they'll, who wasn't able out. to be there on Twitch on Saturday. Unless you, YouTube stabs me in the back, right. <laughs> which as we're recording it, YouTube is being it's a little trying. bit weird. And it is making if I'm crying, it's that. And actually, you know what, Matt? That's why I haven't been crying. Because uh -huh, you've been last, working. <laughs> because my... <laughs> We finished the finals, and then the next day I was like, and now my work begins. <laughs> um, because let me tell you something. I don't, I, I mean, I. you know what? I'm just going to, I'm building myself a new computer. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah. Um, I a need a computer? beefy CPU that is cores. just down to encode <laughs> hours and hours of footage yeah. without looking at me weird, without <laughs> complaining. I get my... I get really, ever since we started uh, just like uploading lots of video to YouTube, yeah. I get so paranoid about my CPU getting too hot. Yeah, yeah. I basically have the core, my CPU temperature up all the time. Like I can all, I'm always looking at it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a beefy computer. Don't get me wrong. I spent quite well, encoding, a bit of money a couple years ago. 10 plus hours of footage is a thing. That's a thing. Well, and I didn't, you know, chunky. I got a good one. Just to just to put this out there, when I built my PC, I prioritized gaming because that was before we'd even started this project. Yeah. So I got a CPU that had maybe I got a four, uh, quad core yeah. when I should have gotten something with more cores yeah, for need, encoding. He needs the cores. I need the cores. Upgrade. I need extra we cores. We require more cores. We require more cores. Uh, hey, Hunter, I also want to do something because we're, we're getting closer here to getting into the episode. But we had a fun message from uh, a, a person named Katie uh, who, mm -hmm. uh, speaking on behalf of her, her wonderful uh, friend Colton Puckett, 
who they're celebrating their four-year anniversary this week. Aww. But they're really far apart because of the terrible disease that's all over the world. Um, so maybe, hey, hey, guess what? Your your person's thinking of you, and you two are, you know, maybe we'll all be together soon, or maybe we, you guys can just play Twilight Imperium on TTS together. And uh, and yeah, I I just wanted to give a shout out, a little shout out. Aww. we don't do hey, we don't Col- we don't do shout outs often enough. Right. Hey, Colton, that's from from Katie yeah. through us through, via <laughs> via us. We are your non singing telegram <laughs> via the podcast. We can sing. I'm I'm capable of that. Everyone oh, you're knows. definitely capable of that, and it's the worst. <laughs> I knew, you know what? What's funny about, I, I will spoil the very first moment of the finals, because here, oh. uh, when we sat down to start it, um, we were about to switch over to, to the live stream, and I was like, I wish, I didn't think to say it, but I was like, I, will, I wish oh. I had said, I will give you 50 bucks to not sing <laughs> to start this. And I forgot to say, it was like too late, and then bam, you just went right into just humming a little made-up tune for no reason. And every time you do that, I'm like, well, I don't know what to do now. He's making up his own song. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I always try and throw in a little bit of an accompaniment. Uh I try and add a little dimension to your your composition here. Uh, And yeah, so the the video starts, and I'm just lost completely. (laughs) I'm just like, well... I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yes, and I'm you know? shaking up the rhythm, Hunter. Get on my yeah. beat. Get on. Yeah. Not my tempo. Right. Not my tempo. Right. That's a, gotta get on that Matt Martin's that's a tempo. Reference to what? 2015's Whiplash. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, okay. It's April 21st. If you're listening to this when it comes out, 20 mm-hmm. days ago, 20 whole days ago, Dane <laughs> Beltrami ruined <laughs> ruined us. If you ever need, if you ever needed evidence that maybe we don't have the insider yeah, scoop, right. <laughs> it would be April because 1st, if we had been asked, like, if we had been asked, like, hey, uh, if if Dane had been like, hey, do you want me to drop like some pretty crazy shake 'em up stuff right now? We would have been like, no, can you wait weeks. twenty days? <laughs> yeah. Like, please, <laughs> we are deep in something right now. <laughs> We're busy. No, Dane on April first released what he called Omega texts and and an errata to diplomacy uh, and everyone thought it was fake for an entire 24 hours because he's so mean and trolly he did it on april fool's day of all days mm-hmm. how uh, dare he and but then it was still there a day later it is a real thing it's just kind of like a little um in in my uh, i've messaged him since this has happened i've checked in to be like dane what's the freaking ball game here and he said well this is a little this is a little COVID treat. This is a coronavirus thing mm-hmm. of like, hey, you know what? Let's let's have a thing to play with and get excited yeah. about. So this is yeah. that thing. He put it out there. Uh, we're going to talk about it today. Uh, I, we should be super clear up front. Hunter has played on this once. I have played on it with this stuff. Nunts. Zero. Zero. Um, we were busy doing something else. We I don't know if the listeners busy. of the show <laughs> have maybe kind of worked out what we were maybe busy with. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've played with it. Yeah, did some um, stuff. I mean, I researched one of these texts, y'all. Yeah, so didn't similar, use it. Similar to how, if you listen to our early episodes in some of our strategy guides, we recommend diplomacy. I can't, I can't say that six months from now, our opinions in this episode about this new diplomacy will hold true. But we're gonna, we're just gonna like throw spaghetti at the wall and uh, and talk about this new stuff. But also consider this your PSA. If you go to Fantasy Flight 
games.com and you search for Twilight Imperium and you scroll down past the products and you'll see a little thing that says support and then you click player resources you will see alternate diplomacy and alternate Yarp. technology cards you Yarp. can download them uh they are in the tabletop simulator mod otherwise uh you gotta kind of print them yourself and i don't know stick them in your card sleeves or and or... let's let's be real for a second we don't know how well this episode's gonna age yeah well, oh, there no might way. be we these are our these are our off the dome takes yeah okay yeah we're gonna work through you know incorporating these i mean because I, I will say this uh they're they're all better. They're, they're all, all better. going in yeah. the rotation. Yeah, they're not oh, that, that's more... worth pointing out too. What does this mean for the future? Uh, so so Dane intended these as alternates, right? You're not like you're not using both magens in one game. You're you're using old yeah. magen or omega magen, right? Um, I think we our plans are to use this going forward. This is it. Yeah. Now if that's if the... tests or like games happen and people and the community is like actually new X89 is completely busted and we hate it. That doesn't seem to be the case. I don't see why that would happen, but if it does, like yeah, okay, we'd resort back to old X89. But conceivably this is it. This is the new path forward. This is the first new Twilight Imperium content we've had in 2 years. Two and a half yeah. years. Um, yeah, so. it's uh, it's 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 exciting in that way. Yeah. I will say this though, they are <laughs> incremental changes yeah. in my opinion. They're basically they are not, glorified errata. Don't believe people that if you're on the Discord and you see someone writing a dissertation about how this <laughs> completely changes everything, I would encourage everyone to kind of slow your roll. Yeah. I would say you know, let's let's kind of see this as as an incremental change yeah. all, all positive i would say absolutely um, um the other thing that's going to be a part of this discussion we're going to just we're kind of just going to open format talk about this stuff but also <laughs> we are uh five guides deep into rewriting our strategy guides and then dane changed how the board game works so yeah. we are going to basically offer up our own personal errata on the Soul, Hakan, Sardak, Nor, Barony, and Jolnar guides for each of these things. Like, hey, does this change anything about what we said in that guide? Like, you could listen to this episode right after listening to one of those guides and have a more complete picture is the idea. I will say this much up front. Not much has changed. There are not going to be any huge <laughs> changes to those yeah, ideas. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think there is like one... One big one. Of all the guides we've done, yeah. the only one that I would be tempted to actually go back to yeah. is probably Barony of Letnev. Yeah. That's basically it. That's the only one and, that feels... And I would probably only be willing to do that after a while of like mm -hmm. it really kind of cementing. Yeah. Then I could see us doing a like, okay, yeah. here's our update on Barony of Letnev with the Omega yeah. text. Yeah. So let's break down the first one. Let's talk about the new Majin Defense Grid. Majin Yarr. Defense Grid, everyone's favorite tech to hate. Uh, let's talk about what it used to say and why it used to be worthless. Real real fast, super fast. Mage and Defense Grid, you may exhaust this card at the start of a round of ground combat on a planet that contains one or more of your units that have planetary shield. Your opponent cannot make combat rolls during this combat round. So you had to have a PDS. You had to be the defending player, obviously. You had to be being invaded. You had to exhaust the card, and it just skipped one round of co combat uh, for the opposing player. You got one free roll, which meant you could still just miss. You could just whiff. Your infantry don't roll that great. So Old Majin was terrible and basically completely ruined the entire red tech tree because of it. The whole tech mm -hmm. path was destroyed because if you had to get Majin on the way to anything else in red, y you were wasting your time. Like, like you can't get enough tech in the game. Majin's terabad. Right. Enter, Terabad. <laughs> enter new Majin. 
at the start of a ground combat on a planet that contains one or more of your structures, you may produce one hit and assign it to one of your opponent's ground forces. So, doesn't exhaust, can be on, uh, it's still defensive, it is still prime, pr specifically a defensive tech, but it is now with space docks or PDS on any planet that you have, um, and... Uh, yeah, it's it just kills an opposing ground force. So you don't have the spike you could have. If you had six ground forces on a planet with Old Majin, you could just wipe out a fight before it ever happened. But now, most ground combats are two to three ground forces or something like that. You don't see that many big, you know, huge sweeping eight versus eight ground combats. Right, so right. Majin, this new Majin is way better on that smaller scale. In a, in a 2v3, new Majin is like amazing. It makes every planet significantly more defensive if it has a structure on it. Yeah, so, it's a little more Hunter's Law, I feel like. Yeah. It's like something you might use more often um, and can be like kind of an incremental part of your strategy. Mm -hmm. Whereas like m like the old Majin almost had like a level four tech. Like yeah, conditional. Not going to be useful, but maybe in like a big moment, if everything goes right, which it almost never did. Right. Uh, I, can't, could I, be, I genuinely can't think of a single time I've seen normal Majin defense grid come into play i can't think of a single game that i that i've seen yeah. it really truly matter i've i think i've had a couple games where it's like ooh, in this combat it could matter and then they whiff the dice roll and it's like okay well it was nothing didn't it matter. didn't do, yeah. it didn't do anything at all um i'm sure there are some games that people you know arborek probably had some fat stack on some planet and had a had a good mage and roll once or twice out there but th that's about it um i think my main takeaway with this new mage is forward docks just got even better yeah um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And also spreading out your structures yeah, is yeah. even more important. Spreading out your structures was already important because you needed you need to do it to avoid action cards. But putting a PDS where you have a space dock always made sense because that's like, okay, that's better able to defend. But now a, mm -hmm. now a space dock can kind of defend itself as long as there's a ground force there. Like that's a free hit. You, you your, your single ground force where there is a space dock is now kind of sort of worth two ground forces, if not right. more. Um, right. So uh, I, I think this significantly improves that forward dock. Um, I'm not afraid now as, uh, you know, just like right next to Mechatol dropping the dock as early as possible. As long as I can get a single ground force there, I'm not really worried about that planet getting taken right away unless mm -hmm. someone has an obvious terrifying opposing force coming in or whatever. But like generally speaking, that forward dock with just one ground force feels pretty safe. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I totally agree. Uh, I think in general, um, this kind of has about the same level of utility, maybe actually even a little more than Daxiv, I think is maybe a good way to put it. Maybe so. Depends on the faction a bit. I right. think what you're saying, Hunter, is ignoring the other color implications. Yes, it yes, ignores yes. what else you can do in that tech, tech path. If you just if these were colorless techs that you could just have. Yeah, I think Majin is more useful than Daxiv. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, I think my biggest takeaway with new Majin to talk about factions that aren't the five that we really want to specify. This is killer for yin. Like this, I know this I love it as yin yin red, yellow was kind of like a, a tricky, like uh, Hunter did it recently and it felt, it felt fun and goofy. It's goofy. Like that was going to be a thing that was going to come in our upcoming experimental tech paths. Guys like, Oh, this is a weird, stupid thing you can do. And it's kind of fun. Now it's like, Oh, maybe red, yellow yin is like the new thing. Um, as long as you don't be need cool. the two faction techs, like scoring a free hit is definitely better than Daxiv. Um, you're indoctrinating and then using Majin to get 
to reduce any opposing force down to infantry. Like you get to knock two infantry off of any invasion force. A yin mm -hmm. planet with a single infantry on it needs like four infantry or more to be able to do anything about it. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I'm I I like it for yin. Um I think in general it strengthens any argument for red yellow and mm -hmm. red blue. I think red green is still Nothing. Not in a good place. Yeah, <laughs> red red green is it. still worthless. The the upgrades don't make sense, and honestly, the the synergy of the techs don't make sense. Nah, um, not really. So, so yeah, I I agree. Red green's nothing. Red blue isn't significantly better, but it is. Be I mean, it's better. Um, you still have you still need like a yellow skip or something in there to like find the other a yellow or a green skip. Uh, would make red blue pretty good because then you can get that third you can get fighter two or dreadnought two as your mm -hmm. third um, upgrade otherwise you're just getting carrier two and destroyer two um so in that way let's talk about the first thing then barony our barony guide we didn't leave much room for red blue because nope uh Majin was so bad before um yep. and now you have something on the path to non-euclidean shielding that can be useful uh, a forward dock as barony is not a horrible idea. There's is like that big debate of do you double dock home or do you get the forward dock early as barony? And I think either is valid. And regardless, it's all pretty good. Um, so I, th I think I think forward dock now takes the cake for me. A probably bit. yeah. With with yep. this change, you now have like a really easy, much easier to protect forward dock. So I think there also is a chance that red blue barony will become standard barony, which is why I said at the beginning that if we were going to yeah. update one in particular. Barony might be the one. Now, I'm not willing to go down that path just yeah, based yeah. on theory crafting. I want to play alone. test that for a while, <laughs> but yeah. it, but it's certain it's certainly an improvement because the whole issue before was going down red meant you had to get Majin. Like the whole thing before was if you have a red skip, being able to get down to non Euclidean was pretty good, not too bad. But now, like mm -hmm. the red skip isn't a requirement, and. The biggest thing with all this is is red skips were so important before to skip Majin, but also red skips cost so much because both red skips are heavy influence, which means you're costing yourself a command counter guaranteed anytime you use a red skip. Majin just being decent means any faction it's decent for, that is how much better red just got. Like it doesn't cost you a command counter anymore. It's the only red yeah. the tech skip that costs something pretty raw and real, and and that's how much better this is for everybody. Uh, to burn through the other four factions we've covered though, um, soul nothing changes. Um, you're blue green. You're such a tight tech path. It's you don't not gonna need beat, to divert yeah, down the, to major. This isn't enough of a change to beat the best tech path, which yeah. is blue green yeah for sure yeah. you start with a blue green you get a blue and a green and then you get three upgrades and then you are done with tech for the game if you want to be done with it sure you could get Majin, and that would be pretty freaking good with uh with soul like they're even more defensive like it's a similar argument to the yin thing but they just don't have any reason to go down red um yeah. hakan hakan is interesting and i think the i think the case is out i i don't know i don't know what this does for hakan necessarily i don't think so i don't think that red yellow beats blue yellow without some sort of intervening faction ability yeah and i don't see that with hakan right um right. i will say maybe strengthens construction as a pick for hakan now they can plop down more structures in their home system and possibly mitigate better defend yeah, yeah. if you triple off your home system a single ground force on each of those planets isn't but, bad but 
But just to cite back to our Hakan episode, I am more of a proponent of winning the space battle than yep. winning. The, yeah, I think if they get through the space battle, you you have lost, and it's a fool's errand to yeah. protect those three planets. Yeah. And honestly, you're more inclined to go deep down yellow anyway, so I don't know why I need to divert. I have a blue, I want gravity drive, and I want to go deep down yellow. So mm -hmm. what does getting too deep into red do for me as Hakan? I, I think the only argument is if you're going to do war sun Hakan, and that's just not a very good argument. That's that's not valid. Yeah, Hakan can have the budget to afford a, a mid to late game war sun, but I don't. I just don't think it beats their other options. Um, they're so yeah. incredibly close to Dreadnought too. Why would you pass up that opportunity? It would require some pretty. I mean, like, cause cause the thing that we're the thing that we're unable to predict is how many little decisions this will affect in like kind of a spreading out yeah. kind of way. Yeah, and so this is I would say that Hakan is a, too. This is this yeah. is going to evolve over the next like year for or sure, whatever. For sure, for like, sure. I would say that I am a hundred percent sure that this almost changes nothing for Saul. Yeah, Hakan, I am less sure, but still somewhat on the sure side. Yeah, yeah. but so, definitely less. Yeah. So sure. then let's talk about our Sardak guide. Uh, Sardak guide was kind of kind of interesting. You, you, you want to yeah. make an excuse for Valkyrie Particle Weave, but now Majin makes Valkyrie Particle Weave feel like win more, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... I don't know how much it makes me more excited about Valkyrie Particle Weave if it's just kind of adding to what Valkyrie particle it's like, yeah. I mean, if I have both then I'm just like, yep, you're not, you're not right. taking me out on the ground, but I still feel like still I sucks. like just trying to play what, I mean, I guess what, what would I call it? Like rickety soul or yeah. poor man soul yeah, as yeah. Sardak going blue green yeah. fighters and carriers. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, hard, I think it's, it's hard worth experimenting with, but I don't think it drastically changes Sardak in any way. Um, no. The last one I want to talk about, though, is Jolnar. I think this is actually a big deal for Jolnar. I think so. Uh, Jolnar, start with two PDS, so you can have that spread out in your home system. Um, and even if you did, like, you can also have the space dock there. You can get a forward dock somewhere else if you want to. Um, and Jolnar have a notoriously bad or weaker infantry game. Um, yeah. This is kind of the only weakness. Yeah. And Majin helps that. So you're not using your advantage of like skipping tech if you get Majin. Now you could get Majin into assault cannon into War Sons pretty fast, and that doesn't feel so bad to me. Like literally round one, you get if you if you can find resources for it, round one, you can get Majin and Assault Cannon. And then round two, you can get War Sons. Yeah. And then as soon as you're able to afford them, get them out on the table. And that here, doesn't he, that doesn't feel crazy to me. Like it's yeah. we're talking about Jolnar here. Jolnar can probably make the money. Here's what I'm excited to see is how defensible is a, um, let's say you've got a two-planet system where you've placed a forward dock um, and then a PDS on, on the other planet. So yeah. there's, now there's no PDS defending the forward dock. I think, I think most of the time I think it's smarter, or before I guess I would have said, smarter to probably put the PDS to the space dock, make sure you protect that space dock. Yeah. So now we're probably talking... One infantry with a PDS on one planet, and then like Two the infantry. infantry that came, yeah, or or even three, yeah, because there was the one that came there, and then the you space dock spit out two more, yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, or even two. I don't know. It it depends. How defensible is that, and uh, does that like work for people, or is that kind of 
is it like most factions are gonna just blow up that space right. dock anyways yeah the um, big difference here is old Majin was rolls which jolnar sucks at this is just a straight up and down hit so now it's a it's a rule of raw numbers and i, I think this is i i okay this is early to call this so i'm not making a call i'm not making a big statement here mm-hmm. but Majin could be better than trying to get infantry two as jolnar now Interesting. You might want both. You probably you can get both, right? You're gonna get hypermetabolism round one in almost every scenario, um, but like you don't have to get infantry two to improve the rule if the rolls. If you can just make sure you produce an extra hit every time, that extra hit that's mm-hmm. not that's not like a joke. Like one extra hit in a defense means they have to bring at least one extra. I would say like I don't I can't work out the math. I'm not that guy, but I think an automatic hit in ground combat is worth like 1.5 ground forces right mm-hmm. you are literally improving your single ground force by one and a half um, right so so to me that is a greater increase to your defensive capabilities than just improving the role by whatever percentage you know going from a nine to an eight is right that's that's yeah. like a 50 per right it's a it's a it's a you need to get a nine or a ten, or you need to get an eight, nine, or ten, right? You you've increased it 50 percent or whatever. However, you're supposed to word that. Math people are going to call me out and get mad at me right there, but whatever. The God. point is, I really do think Majin could be, um, potentially the better tech for Jolnar. Let's talk about how this affects Destroyer Two as an upgrade. That's the big. That's the big thing. Destroyer Two. <sighs> that's is even good. bigger. That's that's much bigger than Majin, much to bigger. be honest. And that's yeah. the other improvement for Yin, right? That's the other reason this is like crazy good for Yin, because Destroyer Two is a legitimately good upgrade, and people have been it's trying to break awesome that upgrade. open for a while. Like they've been trying to say, no, Destroyer Two rules. The thing that was a thorn in Destroyer Two's side is Majin, and now yep. Majin's decent enough. I'm not gonna sit here and call Majin this new Majin like an amazing tech. It's good. It's not like mind, sh- you know, mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a little bit better than Daxiv. It is. It is definitely better than Daxiv. Um, but but getting Daxiv in a game has like that is that is a necessary. I mean, it's not super useful. I don't want to call it a necessary evil. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's acceptable to get Daxiv. It right. was not acceptable to get Major. Right. Daxiv like, was on the pathway to Infantry Two. And hypermetabolism. Both of those things are super great. So now Majin right. being on the pathway. What what is unfortunate is that Majin doesn't also amplify Destroyer Two in any way. No. But Destroyer There's Two no synergy. Destroyer Two is a wicked good. I mean, I won't spoil anything, but watch the finals. Destroyer Two did some Destroyer work. Destroyer Two's great. In, yeah, in the I mean, finals. <laughs> I think we're gonna see. I really think Barony is gonna change a lot. Yeah. And I think I think we might see. A lot of just like, all right, Barony is a Destroyer 2 plus um, uh, Dreadnought 2 faction. Yeah. You don't even bother with fighters. Who cares? Right, right. Non-Euclidean's going to take care of that. Yeah. You go, you sprint up red and blue. You've got your Destroyer 2 to take care of other people's fighters. Yep. You've got Non-Euclidean now to take care of just hits generated. Hits, and yeah. you're just running around with like no, no fodder. You're yeah. just ships. You're just dreadnoughts and destroyers. Yeah. But just it's just hits. <laughs> you have an answer to everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I think this also definitely you have to give credit to Muat here of oh for going sure. prototype Warsun. Sun. We, we have been notoriously kind of against prototype War Sun too. Not against, but like eh, it's difficult. It's diff. It's a it's a little bit tricky to go down that path. And I think most of the proponents of prototype War Sun two say 
why are you playing Muat then? Like, what what are mm-hmm. you doing? And I think this gives them more ammo in their argument. If red yellow gets better, then Muat gets better. Absolutely. It's really that simple. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, I think that's all we can say right now about Majin. Let's talk about X eighty nine bacterial weapon. Yeah. Um. So X eighty nine bacterial weapon is the three deep, or I guess the the fourth level, uh, green tech. It used to read action so as an action as an as your whole turn exhaust this card and choose one planet in a system that contains one or more of your ships that have bombardment and destroy all infantry on that planet so what does this mean the way you used to have use use x89 is let's say mechatol rex is a big deal you move your big scary dreadnought fleet above mechatol rex you do not take the planet next turn you spend an action to use x89 bacterial weapon you kill all the infantry on that planet Next turn, you use Warfare. <laughs> you lift the command token from Mechatorex. Next turn, now you invade Mechatorex. Four turns. Four turns for X-89 Bacterial Weapon to be even remotely useful. It was crumb sauce. It, it was, was really bad. Very yeah. bad. I like. I kind of want to make the argument that X-89 is worse than Majin. Uh, given the fact that it's so deep into green. Like, you have high expectations I'll, for I'll, a fourth... I will counter that argument real quick. Sure. Um, fourth level is much easier for me to ignore yeah. and just not have to bother yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mage and Ruin, second. Destroyer 2. Okay, fine. Yeah. fine. Fine, 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 I won't make that argument anymore. Let's read new X89, though. After one or more of your units use bombardment against a planet, if at least one of your opponent's infantry was destroyed, destroy all of your opponent's infantry on the planet. So now, no extra actions. It is all part of the bombardment step. And if you get a single hit, you get all hits. You destroy everything on the planet. Um, notable things. First off, doesn't exhaust like old X89 did. Does yep. not cost an action, which also means it can't be used as a stall. That was people. That was the thing people always love to talk about with X89. Is, you can use it as a stall. Yeah, kind of. You have to have the bombardment ships above a planet. Whatever. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a stall anymore. But uh, it can be used repeatedly as long as there is no planetary shield defending the planet. If a PDS is on the planet and you don't disable that planetary shield on that PDS or you don't have the Barony Oletnev flagship or you don't have War Suns, uh, there's nothing you can do. But if you have any of those other things or there's no PDS, if you get a single hit, you kill all the infantry on the planet. And then you get to invade that planet immediately. Right then. It's the next step. Right. Something very notable to bring up here. Uh, it's been asked a couple times. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. Uh, I'm afraid to even say that. I'm pretty sure is never great to do on a podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, this bombardment is not make an example of their world style bombardment. You will have done bombardment, and then you will destroy all the plant the the infantry on the planet. So you won't be able to score. This is sort of like how Graviton can't be used for to do turn their fleets to dust. That's exactly right. Or like a direct yeah. hit on a, or like a killing a carrier to then all the fighters die in space. You can't do turn their fleets to dust. So this doesn't improve your ability to do make an example of their world, as far as we've been told. Thus um, far, that so, part might not age very well. Who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? But uh, but in general, it did not make. The, we, we were led to believe that that didn't make that any better. But it did make bombardment in general better. Um, mm-hmm. but what's the big thing we have to denote here? It's a fourth level green tech and, yeah. uh, dreadnoughts are fine at bombardment, but war suns are what would be like really crazy, but like, you're not, that's not, don't stop it. <laughs> you're not getting war suns and X89 bacterial oven unless you are Muat. So this is cool for Muat, except is Muat going four deep into green? 
I don't think x eighty nine this new x eighty nine existing makes me want to go that deep into green tech. I don't see a reason. For, I mean, obviously, command counters are important for MUAT. Mm-hmm. So hypermetabolism mm-hmm. is an argument for hypermetabolism. Neuromotivator can be important for MUAT. They want sabotage. Um, but I just don't think this is an enough uh, enough an argument for MUAT to ignore everything else that they have right. um, to end up with four green and a single red and no unit upgrades. <laughs> Here's what's cool about this. The ramifications of this tech being in the game for Kingslang yes, and how absolutely. it is going to change the late game yep. is, I think, pretty significant. Yeah. It doesn't really change anything as far as like, I mean, it's a level four, so it just doesn't change anything for, or level three. How four. does that work? Wh- whatever four. we want to call it. It is the fourth, right, sure, sure. fourth it's, in it's the thing. The furthest down. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like it changes anything as far as tech paths go. Um, I think factions that already were going to go this direction yeah. now kind of have it in their arsenal. Um, maybe inheritance systems gets a bit of a bump for this because now L1 uh can use it if they yeah, get yeah. inherited systems and, and research it. Uh same kind of goes for Jolnar. They could easily go for this. Yep. Um any green any tech blue faction. Green, yeah. yeah. Any blue green, yeah. yes Sarl technically could get this like at any moment, but it is still that situational tech. It is ooh, someone's dug real deep onto Mechatol or their home system or something. I need right. to get in there and chew them up and I hope they don't have PDS there. But that's the other argument to all of this is X eighty nine Existing like this exclusively makes PDS better. Majin made the space docks better and had a little bit less of a need for these PDS, except for to say, ooh, we can spread our PDS out everywhere. And X89 says, get PDS so that this thing doesn't screw you over later, because it is right. very good if you don't have a PDS. This this will right. ruin your life. Uh, well, so the, so the king slaying potential of, you know, you need to keep cripple <laughs> defenses. Yep. Uh, if you draw that action card, you need to keep it. Right. Um, and then somebody gets us x89 we'll we'll see this Th- yes. this uh, yes. this is That's likely exactly enough to to happen here's here's um, what we i think compare this to is other stage 4 situational techs kind of yeah. so, kind of sort of light wave right it's it's light not as good as light more wave. potential to be used all the time yeah though. light so wave like, is an offensive tech and x89 kind of i mean it is uh, x89 is an offensive tech but it is not in it's not the same sort of utility as light wave so right. hunter where do you rank this among the level four techs we're talking about x89 we're talking about light wave deflector we're talking about assault cannon and we're talking about integrated economy where does this fall um i think before i was going to put it Actually, a second best, which is maybe sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we both we both just outlined some pretty good reasons to where like, well, PDS just stops this, so you literally have to have yeah this one action card in order for right. it to allow you to king or be Barony's flagship. That mean, I mean, I mean yeah. this is cool for Barony. Oh, is Bar- that's is, true. Is Barony going four deep in green though? Seriously, come on. Ever come on? I mean, yeah, actually, Barony Blue Green though might still be a thing. Man, both um, of these tech have such a weird implication for Barony in a way that I don't know how that all shakes out. There's there's yeah. a lot of things that can happen <laughs> with with. Barony. Regardless, I don't think Red Green still makes a lot of sense. Nope. There's just not a lot of synergy in those, yeah. um, even with this change. Right. So um, so I, it's better than Integrated Economy. Integrated Economy now maybe takes the throne as worst tech in the game. That's not to say like integrated economy is trash. It has some really cool uses. Daxiv and integrated economy are like my two least favorite techs now. Yeah. Um, But I wouldn't even say that Daxiv is bad. It's just like, yeah, like people forget about it. Yeah. yeah. It's forgettable. Um, But but compared to assault cannon, 
Uh, totally depends on your game, I guess I would say. X89, in some situations, can be way better than Assault Cannon. But there's going to be games where X80, where people spread out the PDS and you just, like, X89 is not going to not going to pop there off. There are games that are going to pivot on x89 now. Yes. Now that was not possible before. Right. right. It's X89, crazy that there was a tech in the game that you just couldn't use. Yeah. It was literally dead right. up there at the top. Right. I've only well I guess we saw somebody use it kind of recently, right? Yeah. But again, when it gets used, it's it's like you're using it and then you're like clearing the path for someone else to get in. It is like the ultimate king slaying uh tech at that time um mm-hmm. like it, it, it it's it's only used to stop the other person and you as the user of it are going to get almost no gains it's kind of yeah. the way old x89 works now you can use it and then also take the very important planet that you're trying to take i'll say this this is this this tech working this way is goes further to my point of hakan cannot defend all three of their planets on the ground yeah that is not right. a thing <laughs> right you can't do that you have to win in space yeah because what you're gonna you're gonna plop down one pds on each yeah each Come of on. those three planets That's too nah. much yeah nah um so i i think the way i think about x89 here is it's it's a really good toy um yeah it's a really good toy or can be a really good toy but it like you were kind of saying earlier hunter it changes no one's tech path no one now is like Mm -hmm. oh gotta get x89 as fast as possible right because the thing is you're still skipping to hyper before you're not getting neural and then getting daxiv to skip to x89 right and i think that says everything you need to know about it the whole point would be you would skip to hyper and then maybe skip to x89 and even then you're, you're just you're not doing that so yeah um I mean, you might. You might do it in that late-game scenario. It's like, oh, somebody's got to deal with so-and-so. Time to let, you know, that green tech person get X89. But that's that's essentially all it's going to be used for. It's just nice that now it can actually be used in that way, whereas before, that's not what the option was. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, okay. So, diplomacy now. The card we... We... <laughs> <laughs> Our early show, we just have so many regrets about. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Um, Please don't listen to that Arborek episode <laughs> ever. Um, um, just learn how to play Arborek some other way. Diplomacy has changed, so now it is dip. now it is now it is the number one pick for Arborek, right? Yeah. Um, no. Let's read uh, it. Let's read it before yeah. we get too deep in this. Actually, yeah. in in the Arborek weeds. Um. So old diplomacy read. I'm not even going to read. There's only one change with this new diplomacy. So I'll just read the new diplomacy. Choose one system other than Mechatol Rex system that contains a planet that you control. Each other player places a command token from their reinforcements in that system. That is all unchanged. Nothing has happened there. Uh, Then ready up to two exhausted planets you control. If you are newer to this game, you might not recognize what the big difference in this card is. I will already say, too, also the secondary has not changed at all. Spend a token from your strategy pool to ready up to two unexhausted planets you control. Mm-hmm. Before, old diplomacy was ready two planets in that system. Yep. You had to, you could only ready the planets in the system you were using Diplo on, which meant if it wasn't Abyss Freya or it wasn't Barrier Glur to 4, there's not much value from diplomacy, but now you can ready any two planets. Uh, notable things here. L1Z1X thinks diplomacy is a little bit more cool um, to take. You can ready your five resource home system and uh, something else. A three if you have a biz. Like, that's eight resources out of a diplomacy refresh. That's pretty freaking good. Um, but the math of diplomacy has always worked out to be that Everyone else is also getting to ready two planets. 
Um, they're also having their own strategy card that is like getting them real stuff. Um, the timing of diplomacy has always been weird. Uh, people play around the timing of it, but like myself refreshing two planets, like max value in the board game is, I mean, I'm going to say eight resources. We know that that can change based on some agendas that could come out. You can, you can Mm -hmm. have plus two resources. Okay. I get it. Ignoring all of that base level diplomacy maxes out at eight for L1, Z1, X for everyone else. It maxes out at six or seven, depending on like what, again, that four resources at home, you can get six. If you don't have a four resource home system, max, you can get a $6 out of diplomacy. Um, so the other big benefit is that you're you're doing that system lockdown thing. So right. the trade-off of myself getting maybe six resources and the rest of the table also getting six, seven, or eight resources, every single player at the table being able to do that, is not a good enough value proposition. Comparing it to trade, I earn three bucks off the top and I can start dealing with everyone. I can earn something like 14 trade goods where everyone else gets between three and four or five. And also have somewhat of a say on how much they are getting off of it. Yeah. So it's, it is diplomacy has, has been improved and this is welcome and necessary, but we're not about to call diplomacy a great strategy card. Yeah. That's not happening. It's still kind of, at a similar place to where it was before. Yeah. Especially um, it's early at game. least like theoretically not uh as silly as yeah. kind of it was. Like like now now it feels like the the age old problem with diplomacy was especially round one, you don't take it because a lot of people are gonna be able to do better stuff yep. than you're gonna be able to do with it. Now that is still sort of true. Yeah. Like it's still depending on what factions you're playing with. Um, who has what tech skips, you might allow other players to do something fancier with tech than you're going to get to do. Um, I'm going to just use a random example, though, of where this might be worth it. If your plan is to, I don't know, rush for mirror computing as Mintac and you have a yellow skip, yeah, maybe diplomacy is a cool thing for you to take right. round one. Right. Because, yeah, what other people are going to get to do cool stuff, but what is cooler than <laughs> Mentac getting early mirror computing? Yeah, that's freaking like, rad. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I I think generally speaking this is still like a conditional use and 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 can be good in the mid game, but like the primary here's the thing about diplomacy. In TI3, diplomacy was the card that lets you lock down a system. And that's kind of it. That like that that's mm-hmm. the point of the card. So it was very much a late game card. Um and no one freaked out about that. TI4, they tried to finally give diplomacy something else to do with this refresh ability. And then everyone starts acting like that's the point of the card. But like right. diplomacy will always and forever be the card that is best in the last round of the game. Like that, yeah. that's the point of diplomacy. And that's the point when you have like a clutch system you have to lock down. That's why you use diplomacy. The the planet refresh is a consolation prize for the other very good thing, but very situational thing that you do with diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think there will still there there will be um specific situations where it is probably more useful than it is now, but I think overall it has cha- it has ticked up just a little bit. But yeah. I would not go rushing to pick it 
fourth or fifth pick yep. even yeah. in the There's first still, round. Or one, especially round especially with X89 being different and with structures being better with Majin, construction is still like construction also got improved with all of these updates. So oh, if the sixth sure. if the sixth pick is between diplomacy uh, and construction, it's still construction. It's even more construction now. Like construction is wicked good. Um it, it, as a, as yeah, a if, last I'm, pick. if I'm playing a red yellow faction first round, I might pick construction over like leadership. Yeah. Even. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like a third or worse pick construction, yeah. is, depending on your faction. So that I mean, that will forever be the issue with diplomacy. I, I would even emphasize round one, especially because the timing of stuff in round one can get so tricky like that is diplomacy's number one curse it can also be kind of diplomacy's benefit like diplomacy being in the round in round one really changes how people behave because of that timing thing but it's just such an easy timing to work around that i don't think it makes a big thing i, I want we haven't done our x child guide and i don't want to like i could oh, yeah just, we haven't yeah i have could we? do tirades about x child but let's talk about diplomacy with x child real quick this new this sure. new diplomacy mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for all intents and purposes, like this is the only one that doesn't have an Omega symbol next next to it. The 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 thing when you download it says alternate diplomacy, but in my mind, this is errata diplomacy. This is the same thing as like, oops, they broke uh, hyper metabolism in the base game card. Like it was printed wrong. Sure, this, sure. I will never go back to old diplomacy. Yeah, Period. yeah, yeah. This this is it. I mean, I I feel that way about the Omega text too. They're just more or less. Are, but but uh, this one is uh, so like much more overt. upgrades in every way. Yes, so. yes. Um, this is the only one that is like very clearly an upgrade. Where the other two is like we changed how it works. This is just like we made it better. Um, regardless, with extra, the difficulty of picking diplomacy is extra. Is I, I just don't think it's improved extra's first round at all. Because let's talk about what extra has. Extra has a single carrier. They do not mm-hmm. have two carriers. They have they've got the infantry, right? Boy, am I maybe whiffing that call? Uh, I, I that freaked me out to think that maybe I forgot how many infantry. Uh, no, they start. Wow, with four. And you've played so much. Extra. I know it freaks me out. No, no, they definitely start with four infantry. So your whole goal with extra is to like hopefully maybe get a second carrier or have a plan that works around the idea that you're not getting a second carrier. But the whole point then is. Um, uh, like your other option is to basically send trade ships out. But like my first act, I- I'm only getting two planets with extra mm-hmm. right away. So I, I, even if I do a trade ship thing, like I'm ideally waiting on warfare to pop before I can get that second carrier anyways. So for diplomacy to work round one in a way that is better than old diplomacy, I need like two systems worth of planets to refresh. Like I need Barrig, but I also need like a biz or, right. or something like that. Like the, the, the trade off to that would be like, okay, I'm flipping I don't know, Starpoint and my 2-3 in my home system, right, for $5. None of that is better than Space Dock and PDS for, for X-Cha. Um, yes, you're going to get to politically annex and get a new planet, but I just think the timing of it all sucks so much because you're going to take a system and then probably Diplo as your second action, and everybody knows how to play around that Diplo. You're, you, you've done nothing to any of the, the, the other players, and, and this is about to be making just old arguments about Diplo, but like tech can use Diplo. The person who has tech can use Diplo. The person who has warfare can use Diplo. The person who has leadership can use Diplo. So the only people that are probably going to miss out on the ability to use Diplo because they want to still do the secondary of tech and warfare round one are the people who took leadership and politics, or I mean, took politics and trade. Trade. Thank you. Um, so you've affected two of the players at the table. I, I just don't whoop de I just don't see it. Um, 
the only situation is if you just have the juiciest slice that you need to get round one. Like you want to get Abyss Freya and you're going to politically annex a third planet that's going to be super important to your round two. Yeah, or if like, I don't know. Actually, I can't think of a single, re like maybe you could like use Diplo first turn <laughs> to like take something and then I don't know why. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do with Extra. This is this is getting just so we're so in the weeds now. We're not talking about Diplo anymore. We're just Yeah, you about took Extra. us here. I took us here. I want to take a really good system. Next turn, I want to um play diplomacy, get a third planet, uh, mm -hmm. and then construction probably won't pop after me, but if in some world construction was also taken, even though diplomacy was taken, that's never that doesn't happen. That's not how that works. Uh, but if I can get that dock out, cool. Other and if that can't happen on my like annex planet or one of my diplode system planets, uh, maybe, maybe somehow I was like fourth pick as extra and for some reason i picked diplo and the person on my left picked politics and i can get the speaker token from them so that next round i can play construction and then build in my space dock uh that's forward now like if i can if i can make all that happen if i can get that forward dock out early and round two build my flagship and diplomacy can factor into that that's fine that's fine i don't think that's yeah. killer but i think that's fine um yeah I don't think that saves Extra's game. This diplomacy doesn't save Extra in any way. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what. And to if it say. doesn't save Extra, who can it save? <laughs> That's my point, right? Extra, by far, more than any other faction, benefits from diplomacy. And if even they still don't want to take diplomacy very often, this diplomacy is is better, but still not good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. There, I think the biggest jury will be out on diplomacy. The other two, yep. I think we can all agree like, no, oh, that's definitely better. But like, I, I almost think there's an argument that this diplomacy, while obviously better, isn't better in a practical sense that it becomes any more pickable because everything else is still better than it. I just wonder how it might affect how it works in the mid game. I'm, the the early game I'm kind of with you. I wonder if we'll see diplomacy yeah. get picked more round two and round three, maybe because of not having to coordinate it. If people will just see more openings of like, oh, this like because I can use it a little more flexibly, yeah, flex yeah. with more flexibility. Um, they're just gonna be like, oh, all right, I can use it to score this point and this point, and you know, yeah. or get get this crazy tech combo very reliably or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. I think if at the beginning of this podcast we were too accepting of diplomacy, I won't be upset if the criticism a year from now is that we were, is that too, we're too skeptical. That we were too skeptical of new diplomacy. I'm okay with being too skeptical of new diplomacy. I yeah. but but yeah. I don't think it's very good. So that's it. That's our that's our takes on the new stuff. Um, let us know what you think because I think we'll talk about this in the Arata next week I'm sure we'll get some other takes I would love to hear some of the math on how these things work out especially that theory that Majin is like a 1.5 ground force I want to know where that where that tracks so mathematicians do that get your calculators yeah, send out. us some magi math themed yeah. uh, uh, errata so um, but yeah um, let's uh, let's thank some folks what do you say Hunter you want to thank some people yeah, let's. Uh, I would like to thank everyone that supports our Patreon and everyone in the Discord. And I want to thank our weird bears, uh, Farganus, uh, T.G. Welch, Billy, 
uh, new weird bear Brian, yeah. who you can see in the um, in the finals. Yeah. Um, please check out that finals video on YouTube. I want to thank uh, our hopefully space now. kitties, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Umar, Polyphony Requiem, Julian, Rwise, Hippie Peace Turtles, Rekka, Gazioko, and Strict9. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Um, for the Hunter Donaldson fan club, which will be on April 24th, um, I will be likely be playing, unless something crazy happens, um, the tournament map from last year, Yay. which is pretty cool, um, with the last year's draft and everything, so it'll be a little blast from the past. Yeah. Um, the uh, Galactic Council vote is still in full swing. It looks like right now the leader is Experimental Tech Paths. Yep. Um, so we will take the top two and next week you will be able to vote on which of those top two you would like. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's all the, there's all your galactic council and hundred Donaldson fan yeah. club updates. If you haven't watched the finals, I command you to do so. Please do. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm not do. kidding. It's the best game that's ever happened in, in yeah. twilight Imperium. Uh, it's the coolest ending ever. Uh, it's worth it. Stick it out to the end. Don't, don't like it's not over till it's over. Watch the whole game. Also, yeah, I'm sorry. There are swear words. Uh, there's so many of there them. There are lots of swear words. We tried. We, we originally went into it thinking we were gonna cut them out for YouTube. There's so many. We we lost track and we can't. It's just. I'm sorry. There's gonna be some swear words, uh, and especially when things get crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I broke my. I broke the rule too, and I'm sorry to everyone who doesn't like that. Uh, that's that's not fair to you, but but the the finals are fair to you it's so worth it it's worth the swear word i think i don't know how people fall on that whatever hey you can also follow us on twitter at space cats pod you can find us on facebook space gets peace turtles uh you can rate us please if you enjoyed the tournament if you enjoy twilight imperium if you like this show give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts or itunes and definitely join our discord uh you know, we've been hyping up the idea that you should be on there because the Patreon tournament's going on. That doesn't mean, with the Patreon tournament being over, doesn't mean the conversation has lessened on the Discord. No. If anything, there's lots of murmurs happening of more tournaments that we don't have to organize, Hunter, but that we just get to that would be cool. look at. And maybe, dare I say, Hunter, maybe someday you and I can play in a tournament. <gasps> I don't, I, uh, 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 don't freak out. How? Uh, <laughs> And how. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>